are Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they're still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the overall smart scale 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on. But Withings Body Plus, it gives weight full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You could get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very slash time. Go to withings.com, withing, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash M-O-B to get 25% off the Body Plus body composition scale. That's withings.com slash MLB to get 25% off the Body Plus composition scale. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros, your team every day. So today we're going to go ahead and play part two of the Houston crossover between the Locked on Rockets and Locked On Texans and Locked On Astros podcast. So go ahead and listen and enjoy. Are you stuck at home and you need stuff? Like you're watching this great flashback game, a 1986 playoffs, and you're like, you know what? I'm out of beer. But you you don't want to go out there. You don't want to fight all the stuff that you have to do to go to the store. How about Postmates, whether it's a 12-pack of beer or maybe even a breakfast burrito? If you're like me, you're probably thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. The other day, I was like, ooh, I want P.F. Chains, so I got P.F. Chains ordered directly to my door. But they don't just deliver burgers and sushi they actually make life easier with grocery delivery and whatever i can think of delivery convenience stores clothing stores you name it so no more trips to the store no more late night fast food runs i don't even have to worry about what to grab for lunch anymore for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners 100 dollars of free delivery credit for the first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app and use the code locked on that code is locked on for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you want it, Postmate it. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. So today we're going to go ahead and play part two of the Houston crossover between the Locked On Rockets and Locked On Texans and Locked On Astros podcast. So go ahead and listen and enjoy. Hey, JT, let me ask you this, though. In a seven-game series with the Rockets going full out on small ball, let's say if they were to play matchup against the Lakers or the Clippers, would you be confident in them moving on to the next round? 
knowing that in the playoffs that teams actually have more time to double down and actually game plan for the Rockets small ball lineup? You know, in that regard, I, and here's, here's the thing is I'm not fully convinced yet. And I've asked this question too, uh, Cody, Mm -hmm. kind of to some other guys is, you know, and I, and I draw this example back to the, uh, the Eastern conference finals last year with, uh, Kawhi against Giannis and the Bucks, and how the Raptors were able to better game plan against Giannis than any other team had that season. They were able to kind of shrink the floor and really make things difficult for him. So by that same extension, yeah, if if a team is facing the Rockets in a seven game series, you know, are they going to be able to better game plan for small ball a little bit? Yes, but at the at the end of the day, it's just too difficult to try and contain both of. James Harden and Russell Westbrook so much so to the point that you're either going to have to rely on Westbrook and or Harden to have a bad game in addition to the shooters also having a bad night and that's what's going to stop teams or that's what's going to allow teams to beat the Rockets is basically the Rockets beating themselves you know they generate the most wide open three-point shots out of the in across the entire NBA so that that aspect isn't changing so it's all up to shooters to hit their shots and it's up to James Harden and Russell Westbrook to generate those shots. And I still don't quite see a way. And again, I've posed this question to a number of different guys. I don't really see a way that NBA teams are suddenly going to be able to take that away in the playoffs just because they are playing the same team, you know, three, four, five, six, or even seven games in a row. I don't see how, you know, they suddenly go from the regular season giving up those wide open threes to the playoffs where suddenly there isn't really a switch that they can necessarily flip. Those wide open shots are still going to be there. It's just up to the Rockets to actually make them. I guess moving away from some of the like X and X's and O's or the, you know, the, the roster focus points of, you know, the Texans, the Astros and the Rockets. One thing for me guys, what, like, what do you guys miss most about sports? What has been paining you guys without any live sports going on? It's hard to find stuff to do on the phone. It's like, okay, well, um, I'm supposed to look at what's going on with the Astros, and then um, I can't do that. I used Instagram to promote the show, and I was the Lockdown MLB um, social media manager for a little bit there, and I was doing all this other stuff, and now I look at my phone. I'm like, okay, do something. <laughs> like, uh, What is this for? Uh, oh, I'm supposed to call my wife. Oh, uh, I need to text the kids to get back to work. But it, it just – I guess it's a distraction a lot of times. A lot of people are dealing with stuff, and sports has always just been a distraction for me. Uh, that's why I started watching the Astros a long time ago, just because I enjoyed just being able to sit there and just watch the game and just enjoy And people are like, isn't baseball so boring? Uh, there's so much time in between pitches, and it's just not like the uh, NBA where there's up and down the court. And I'm like, no, I, I like that. I like to be able to pause and then watch something. But it just – there's nothing really much to do except for Netflix. I've got stars for the rest of the week so I can catch up on power. But other than that, it's just weird. Yeah, as for me, um, I just miss the pure entertainment of it. You know, we just being here in Houston, you talk about – you know, there was the entertainment aspects from the Rocket side of things where you're looking at, you know, can they win with the small ball lineup? And as for the Houston Astros, I was ready to talk some mad crap at the end of this season, 
had the Astros turned around and won another World Series after this bogus cheating scandal. <laughs> it was it, just in Houston alone, there was a lot of storylines between the Rockets and Astros. I'm not going to mention the Texans right now, only due to the fact that all of this happened at um, during the offseason. Um, but, you know, just just the entertainment aspects of it, even when you take a look out outside of Houston, um, you see what's going on with the Los Angeles Dodgers who actually went out and traded for Mookie Betts. I was actually excited to see how that, how good that team is going to be. A team in the Dodgers, I don't understand how you make the World Series every single year in, in well, other than last year, and you always find, find a way to just blow your chances. Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. How many times has the Los Angeles Dodgers finished a top of their conference and failed to win a World Series? Well, I know two off the top of my head. And, uh, of course, that is the uh, year the Astros cheated in, 19, in 2017. And then <laughs> in uh, the 2018 when the Red Sox cheated. So that's their whole uh, game plan is to basically say, well, you should give us the world champions in 17 and 18. And my, my thoughts are, why? Why would you want that? You didn't earn it. If you, if you would have beat the Astros and uh, Clayton Kershaw wouldn't do what Clayton Kershaw normally does, but uh, that is the whole narrative for the Dodgers is that they had two World Series stolen from them and they want it back. And unfortunately, MLB is not going to just give it back. They, they don't have the authority to go back in time and change. Uh, they're not Marty McFly and Doc. Uh, you can't just go back in time and change things, okay? So I let it go. I know there were supposed to be a whole bunch of people coming down in Houston to boo the Astros on opening day. That's not going to happen anymore. But after all the uh, dust has settled from this health crisis, I'm sure all the focus will be back on the Astros again. You know, I really miss, I genuinely miss like the camaraderie that you get with sports too. And again, like I, I, Rockets Twitter is just, is one, it's, it's a, it's a great and sometimes horrible place, but <laughs> um, you know, and there's obviously a lot of overlap between Rockets Twitter, you know, people, and then all, you know, Astros Twitter, Texans Twitter, you know, there's a lot of people that are fans of all three teams and not exclusively just one of them. And but I think that's one of the things that I miss the most is, you know, whether it was game day and, you know, I'm waking up and I'm like, okay, the Rockets are playing, you know, the, the Bucks later tonight. Okay. What's, what have the previous matchups looked like? Let me send out some game day stats from my Twitter account. Um, and then tweeting during games and just kind of communicating with other fans and kind of, um, you know, whether it's a great play that happened on the court or whether there's something horrible with the officiating or just whatever, you know, all of that, being able to have this sense of community, which is why, uh, we started, so Ben DuBose and I basically started doing these uh, Rockets rewatch parties, and we're actually having one uh, Wednesday evening. So as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening we'll be doing, uh, we will have had, there you go, will have had, podcasts are weird, um, we'll have had a our second installation of the Rockets rewatch party as we are going to be doing the uh, Game 7 against the Phoenix Suns from back in 1995, the kiss of death from Mario Eli. And so trying to instill a bit of that community feel back to, you know, what has been absent basically since live sports have been canceled and, you know, postponed or on hiatus or whatever you want to call it. And I think that to me is one of the biggest elements of what's been going on is you're missing out on some of that camaraderie and community feeling. Uh, but back to the whole uh, cheating and, you know, 
No, you can go on. Well, no, I because I, I wanted to go back to that because as soon as you guys brought it up, it, it made me think of how Bill Simmons slammed not only the Rockets but also the Astros in his Ringer podcast. Like, and I don't, I just don't understand why Bill Simmons has such a hard on for hating Houston sports teams. He just hates it here. Like, he hates the city of Houston, and it's pretty hilarious, honestly. Yeah, it's just weird with all the three teams making. Uh, well, the Astros kind of brought it on themselves a few years ago, but then the Texans trading DeAndre, and then uh, the Rockets uh, going to small ball. It just there's been a lot of changes in Houston, and it just it's just a weird time. And uh, yeah, Astros Twitter can be weird, and this is the one time where I feel like everybody's instead of fighting each other or arguing with each other, they're having to defend off the. Dodgers fans and the Yankees fans and all that stuff but yeah it's just it's just weird how um if you would ask maybe in November or maybe October or September uh would both would all the uh t- the Texans the Rockets and Astros have a successful 2020 I would say yes but at this point it's it's there's a there's a lot of question marks surrounding all three teams if I had to try and figure this out, I guess kind of the Dodgers kind of have to be there, I think, or unless I'm mistaken, but if, if if you had to pick the Astros, like let's say number one and number two rivalries, who are you naming? Well, and I want to, and I want to go, and I want to go through all three teams here and I want to get a consensus. So we'll start with Astros first. Okay, uh, well, there's always been, a, since the Astros moved to the American League, there's definitely been a rivalry between the um, the Rangers and the Astros. Um, I think you would have to add the Yankees to the list. But we got to go old school, and it's either the Cardinals or the Braves. I remember all those um, days in the 90s uh, when we played those, and they knocked us out of playoffs. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of changed a little bit, especially with the change in division. But... I would say the Red Sox, but the Red Sox are kind of irrelevant at this point, and they don't really matter. But, um, yeah, I would say it's probably Yankees number one right now uh, just because they're in-state rivals. I would say the Rangers and then either one of the Cardinals or the Braves from the 90s. And what do we got for Texans rivals, Cody? (laughs) How are you going to stack this one up? Um, It depends. You know, um, when I thought we was going to be a – championship contending team heading into 2020 I really thought that we're going to be I really thought that it was going to be the Kansas City Chiefs um you know just due to the fact that this is a team that the AFC is going to go through them one they have Patrick Mahomes two they won the Super Bowl but since I don't see them as a contending team heading into the 2020 season um I would personally say it just goes back to the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Okay. I can, I can buy those. And, and here's the thing though, too. And there's, there's the, I mean, everybody's always going to hate Dallas, right? Like regardless. So oh yeah, most I definitely. Mean, but is that really a rivalry or is that just like a hatred? I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's there, right? Yeah, most definitely. Like that is a given robbery. That's, that's, it's mostly a city robbery because just like Astros versus Rangers, you definitely know Rockets versus Mavericks and Cowboys and Texans. It's a robbery. It's a, it's a Texans robbery. 
you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade those Texas rivalries for anything, honestly. I think, you know, especially the I-45 one, you know, because San Antonio at, some, at times, especially, right, because it's just, it's just the Spurs over there in San Antonio. There's a, like, there's a different level of, like, on, honestly, like, mutual respect between, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the Rockets and Spurs versus the Rockets and Mavericks, and it's just, nah, screw the Mavericks. So <laughs> um, <laughs> that, the Mavs definitely have to be on that list for Rockets fans as far as, uh, you're right. That's that is a city rivalry, and much less a sports team rivalry. Although with the you know with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis and the Mavs being you know one of the hot up and coming teams in the Western Conference, that very well could be a rekindled rivalry you know in the future years. But I think it's got to be. It absolutely has to be the Golden State Warriors, and it has to be the Utah Jazz. Those are the two teams that there's so much history between those teams in in recent years with the Rockets and Warriors, and then the Utah Jazz rivalry goes back decades. I mean, that thing stretches all the way back to the 90s, then the late 2000s teams where the Rockets got bounced out. Oh, I know. Rockets getting bounced out of the first round twice, back-to-back years by the Jazz, and then the Rockets turn around and in in the last couple seasons have bounced the Jazz out a couple times times in a row so it's just I feel like those are the two teams for rocket stands the Warriors and the Jazz that are like legitimate rivalries right now I hate the Utah Jazz with <laughs> passion I, I, I to be honest you know the fact that I grew up a Rockets fan nearly all my life I moved to Houston when I was like nine to ten I believe I hate the Jazz more than any other sports franchise in history the pain that I went through in 2007 and 2008 when they eliminated my Rockets with T-Mac and y'all, JT, I have, I have yet to get over that. I have yet to get over that 2007 series. Those were, those were, some, those were some painful games, and I, I will never forget T-Mac you know, at the podium oh, in the man. second I cried. One. I yeah. cried. And just, you know, he goes, I, I, I did my best, and then just walks off. And, oh, my goodness, that man. was – those are those are dark times. Um, but look here, I don't want to end on a sad note. That's that's not how we're going to end this podcast. <laughs> but and I already get so Eric, I gave Cody a bit of a preview of this earlier on. But I want I have this hypothetical, okay? And I don't know what's on the line here. We'll say you know what we'll say. You get to pick one of these three scenarios, and if you pick the scenario that say say your 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 person wins, whatever, you get a million bucks. All right, there. That's that's the scenario. So million dollars on the line and you have to pick who you think has a better shot of accomplishing this thing you got james harden down to 15 seconds left on the clock you got watson down one touchdown and it's first and goal or the game's tied two outs bottom of the ninth and you got altuve at the plate who are you picking for a million dollars um, I guess with his consistency, uh, I would have to probably go. Um, I would probably have to go Altuve just because I think that we saw what he did in the last year versus Yankees and uh, where how he had the presence of mind to keep his jersey together so uh, people didn't see the wires and everything. But I, I just, I just think that uh, that he's just built for that. But so is James Harden at the same time. So, but I'll have to go Altuve. All right, so you're taking Altuve out of that, Cody. Who do you got? Man, save me for last, man. Okay, all okay, three right, these guys go, have the clutch gene. All right, you can. All right, fine. You can go last. That's fair. You know what? Then, and this is this is this is tough for me. I'm, you know, I really, 
Because you're right, all three of them, they got that clutch gene. They've got that X factor. They, you know, but I'm really, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with my man, James Harden. And I have to, and you know, I, I, I pick him because I, you know, I, this situation that I got drafted up down to 15 seconds left on the clock. The only image that is coming to my mind is him drilling the overtime winning uh, three pointer over Clay Thompson <laughs> and Draymond Green. And I cannot, I, to this day, I think that is my favorite game winning shot of all time. Currently. I think that there's, there's no other shot, at least in my time, my, you know, my existence, being able to remember sports, you know, since I was a young child, there has not been a better game winner for me as a Rockets fan than that one. So if I've got a million dollars riding on one of those three guys to make something happen at the end of a game, I'm going with the beard. I guess it's my turn, huh? Yeah, you're up, man. You're, you're, you're up at the plate. <laughs> Man, it's like Altuve. <laughs> now, hey, first and foremost, that was by far one of my favorite moments in Houston sports history when Altuve hit that home run to send the Astros into the World Series. I love that, by the way. But I'm only picking this because you guys pick your respective teams, so I'm gonna go with Deshaun Lame. Watson. Lame. I, I, mean, nah, I, nah, I, I just, have to. Uh, I have to. Okay, um, all right. I, like I say, it's a tough question. I, I personally do feel it doesn't matter if it's Altuve, if it's Harden, or if it's Watson. We're, we're, we're good. We're going to get our money regardless because these are three guys who always step up when the stakes are at its highest, and they always create something out of nothing. I've seen every single one of these guys literally hit game winners and, you know, just, just the feeling I'm getting, just thinking about the times I've seen all three of these guys play, man. It's Like I said, it's a tough one, but I'm going to go with Deshaun since his name hasn't been said, and you got to put some respect on my man name. Man, oh, I, I guess we have to see you in the Super Bowl first, right? Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, Eric, this is this is a Houston, this is a locked on Houston podcast. Oh man, it's okay because I guarantee you, when we win the Super Bowl, we're not going to have no kind of cheating scandal attached to our name. That's all oh. I gotta say. dang okay well i guess i guess that's as good a note as any to wrap things up for so now i didn't i didn't drop the you know our usual twitter handles at the top so i'll let you guys do that and so we'll go cody first and then eric next yes sir once again i am cody davis and please follow me on twitter at cody c-o-t-y d-a-v-i-s underscore 24 why 24 because my man kobe bryant is the goat all right, you can find me at Eric Talkstros, and you can find the show at Locked On Astros. And right now, we're doing the best seasons in Astros franchise history. Uh, we just did 1986 yesterday. Uh, I was like seven years old, so I don't remember much, but uh, it was still a good show. And if you guys want to follow me for more Rockets content, you guys can catch me on Twitter at JT Gatlin. And of course, the show is on Twitter at Locked on Rockets. Right now, we're doing all sorts of creative stuff, trying to find ways to fill this content drought for the Rockets. We just did uh, today's show was the greatest Rockets defenders post-2000s, kind of building a Mount Rushmore. So the four best Rockets defenders after the year 2000. So all sorts of creative, fun stuff like that going on in the show. And I think that's kind of where we'll wrap things up for today, right, guys? Anything else you guys want to include? Oh, no, I'm good. Um, this was very fun. We should do this again.
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I like that. And I didn't really mean that Super Bowl thing, but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, we're, we're we'll, all there. You we're know, all hey, there with you. <laughs> slander is fun sometimes. So sometimes you gotta, yeah. you gotta slander your own teams. That's, that's a thing. Um, but as always, you know, just appreciate you guys being able to take the time to do this. It was definitely really fun and we'll absolutely be able to put something together like this again soon. Yes, sir. Sounds good.